hello, Chef Marcus Giuliano here. Hello, hello. Welcome to In the Weeds. In the Weeds, my business restaurant business podcast, uh, where I share my knowledge, share other people's knowledge, and help people succeed in uh, in the restaurant world, which is one of the toughest industries out there. If you're in the restaurant industry, you might already know that, that there's lots and lots of challenges. And right now, especially in 2022, um, the last year, we have been faced with massive food increases, massive food increases, labor increases. Um, I see some very well-known restaurants that are going out of business, closing down. Um, and, you know, the PPP money was great. All the kind of relief money was great. And some restaurants are still not making it after that. And um, it's a shame. It's really a shame. So I've written 50 mistakes that business owners make or 50 mistakes that restaurant owners make my book, which helps restaurateurs uh, through a lot of these messes. Uh, my new book that's coming out will be out very soon, hopefully. It's just going through the final editing processes of it, um, which is called Everybody Still Has to Eat, uh, which is how to market your way through a pandemic and what to do beyond the pandemic, things that I've done in my restaurant to increase my sales in 2020 and 2022 one that were massive successes that I want to share. So if you go to five zero mistakes.com, you can get, you can get my book there for free and my new book, you can order on pre-order there. Hopefully the book will be out very soon. Um, we've been working very diligently on it, but I run a restaurant as well. So I am always involved in that working on some big things at the restaurant to make 2022, just a, another marketing, um, magical marketing madness. Um, I'm a marketing maniac and we're doing some big things. Uh, we had started off January down and I was like, oh no. And it's, you know, if you're an independent restaurateur, independent operator, it is never too late to make a quick change. And a quick change sometimes is all you need to totally revitalize your sales. And January, when we first two weeks of January, we're looking like, oh my God, first 10 days are like, this is the worst January in years. And labors through the roof, you know, food costs is what it is. Uh, you try to you try to do your best with that. And I'm like, we've got to get business because revenue cures a lot of evils. However, if your food cost is out of line, you're only going to have an out of line food cost with more revenue, which isn't good. But generally, you know, revenue does kill a lot of evils and it will make your, your labor costs go down. Today's episode is about labor costs. And I was running a, a week, two weeks there with extremely high labor costs, probably some of the highest labor I've had in years. That's a combination because we were slow, slowest in years and beginning of January. And because we're paying more now ever, we're paying more than more, more now than we ever have before for employees, uh, hourly wages. You know, just two years ago, um, what we pay a dishwasher is what we're paying a line cook. Uh, make that make sense, right? Really make that make sense. And I have to advertise that we're the highest paid for dishwashers because when I place an ad on Facebook, I literally get, um, literally get, fifteen people apply in the small my small little town overnight. Fifteen people will apply, so I don't have a lack of dishwashers. Uh, it's just that I have to have the revenue to pay for pay for these higher wages, so I don't miss I don't miss any production time because we have plenty of plenty of team members and when you're missing production time because you're lacking team members that revenue is 
crucial. And when you don't have that revenue, that hurts so much. But today I'm going to talk about labor costs. Um, How do we keep labor costs down? One trick that I've used over the years. So go to 50mistakes.com, folks. Check that out over there. Get the free book. Um, In the book, I talk about this explicitly. And in the Academy, Restaurant Growth Secrets University, I've dedicated a whole... um, a whole chapter, a whole 25 minutes to a video on this specific topic. Um, it's very controversial with some restaurant owners and they don't understand why I do it. But once they do it, um, it's just, it's a game changer. This is a game changer for your labor. Folks, this is episode number 31 of In the Weeds. Let's jump right into it. All right, so labor is your biggest expense. We all know labor is your biggest expense. You know, it can run... 25, 35, even up towards a 40% or more of every dollar you put into the register. Your team members don't really understand that. People who work for you don't understand how much money that goes into the register and where everything goes. They see the dollars going in, but they never see it going out. So a quick, good exercise to do is take 100 pennies, throw them in the bar and um, have the employees come over and say, okay, out of every dollar that I, the owner, that you put into the register, how much do I, the owner, actually put into my pocket for profit, to live, to have fun, to take vacations? How much of this dollar actually goes into my pocket? And you'll be shocked that most of your team members, most of your employees will be like, oh, 20%, 25%, 40%, 45%, 45 cents of every dollar goes into the owner's pocket. And this is where a lot of these people start resenting you, right? Because you're making all this money and they're doing all the work and but it's capitalism, folks. It's it's you went out on a limb, invested a lot of money, rounded up some partners or whatever. However, you opened up your place, you're the one who put everything on on hold on your life. You're, you know, you're the one who put everything on the line to make this happen. Now you're providing jobs. It doesn't make sense, but that's you know what a lot of people think. And unfortunately, it sucks. Uh, but once they realize that you're only putting in five cents, ten cents out of every dollar, um. And the average is like, you know, three to five cents nationwide, right? They're going to be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And then you start explaining. That's why when you drop something, a dish with food on it is even worse than the dish by itself. Um, When you miss ring something in, um, when you miss an order, if somebody orders an appetizer and you don't never put it in, you go right to their entrees. We just missed another $12. Uh, All this adds up to, you know, a lot of nothing sometimes. And employees just don't understand. So that that that's a really good tool for them to understand. Like, hey, I'm not as rich as you think I am. Now, however, when it comes to labor, this is the controversial part um, that I'm met with resistance when I coach other team uh, when I coach other restaurant owners and I talk about this. If you want help from your staff to manage your labor, you have to get them involved in part of the management of it. It, it's, it's plain and simple. They've got to be involved. They have to know. They need the information to be able to pull this off and help you understand this. And a lot of people do not want to share some financial information like that. They never want to share that. The restaurant owners, well, I can't tell my staff, you know, how much my labor runs, you know, percentage wise. I, I can't do that. I, trust me, this is a game changer. And here's how it works. So you need to under your team members need to understand, hey, if my labor is not under 28%, I'm in bad shape here. Uh, 28% is it, right? 23% awesome. 18% awesome. 29%, okay, what's going on here? 30%, 33%, 35%. We're in trouble, folks. We're steering the, sh- this, the, 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 you know, the ship is sinking financially. 
and we need help. But most of you only go to your staff when your labor's high and start cutting people. So they don't understand why their hours are getting cut. They don't understand why their hours are getting cut and like, oh, I know it's slow and this and that, but you know, in, in a sense as restaurant owners, we have an obligation to our team to keep them employed. And it's our job to keep marketing, keep bringing in the revenue, no matter what, and just keep it going. That's not always the case. That's not always the case also. There's times here where we have to cut. And it's unfortunate. Sometimes we cut people that make the most, which could be the most productive people, which are saving us money in the long run. And that, you know, it's an odd thing, but it happens. I've seen it. I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen restaurant owners just go down and say, oh, so-and-so makes the highest, uh, cut their hours. The next one, he makes the second or she makes the second highest, cut their hours. And I've actually talked to restaurant owners that are like this. And I'm like, well, aren't those people the most productive people in your organization because they're making the most? Haven't they been there the longest? Don't they know? Aren't they outworking somebody who's making $3 less an hour? Oh, yeah, they're outworking somebody. So you'd rather hire, rather employ two people that are half as efficient at $3 less an hour. And they're like, um, uh, yeah, which is going to come full circle here when I finish my method here. So we post in our kitchen every single week our labor. Our labor is posted. The staff can see what we're running. They see our overall sales. They see what our labor is. So for example, let's just throw some easy numbers for everyone to understand out there. They see sales are $10,000. They see labor is $4,500. The percentage is 45%. They see it $10,000. They see $2,500. They see the labor is 25%. So they can see where we're going. $20,000. And it's $7,000, right? So they can actually see it. it's 35%. So they can actually see the numbers in front of them. I have a new line cook, my number two in the kitchen, brand new line cook. He came in um, end of the summer, beginning of the fall. And he's been working. He's been looking at these sheets, looking at these sheets, going through there. And, and most restaurant owners, again, will not divulge this information. And they're like, let me just put up a percentage. Let me put up a percentage. It puts things in perspective, folks. When they see that you brought $20,000 into the restaurant, and 7,000 of it went to make payroll that week. Payroll. Because after that, what's left? What's left on that, right? There, there's there's 13,000 for food costs. What's food costs? 25%. So here we go. Here comes this, this thing. They can actually put you know numbers and, and hopefully picture this in their mind. So he's working for me um, late summer, early fall, into the winter. Um, January hits. And he sees labor skyrocket. And he pulls me aside and he goes, do you want, hey, boss, do you want me to take Mondays off? I'm like, do you want Mondays off? He's like, not really, but I see labor's high. So I was going to do my part and take off on Mondays. And I said, hey, totally understand, totally appreciate it. And this, folks, this is what this is for. Your team members have to see this so they can come to you and help. And I said, all right, here's the deal. I said, I don't want to give you off. I want to keep increasing sales. And that's my job to do that. However, what I need you to do is be more efficient. So the dishwasher can come in two hours later and you can do more prep. I'm going to give you the hours over somebody else because you really don't want the days off. He goes, I really don't want the days off, but I'm trying to help you out. So I said, hey, totally appreciate that, right? Totally appreciate that. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to be much more efficient in going forward for the next months that were slow. So the stuff that the dishwasher would have been prepping you prep it, you put in your workload, um, you plan better, you work with the other people that you're delegating to and work them better and help me raise, 
help me lower my labor costs that way, as opposed to giving you the shift off, because I still need a cook to cook in the kitchen, right? I still need somebody to do that. But I appreciate you being very conscious and offering that as a suggestion. So now the dishwasher comes in two hours later, they're doing more work, they might have to stay an extra hour to get stuff done at night. But he understands that his job is preserved, even though the finances were off for a couple of weeks. And we, have we tamed them down now? We have tamed them down. Um, <clears throat> but if you're not getting your team directly involved with what with the hardships that's going on or, or managing these numbers, whether the hardships or not, how do you expect to meet your labor costs if you're not getting the, the people that are guilty of the labor involved in it? I don't mean they're guilty of it. You have to schedule them. They have to be there. And, and again, you, it's your job to increase sales. But you have to get them involved. And for a brand new cook for the last, who's been here for three months for me, four months, for him to actually say that, he's paying attention. He sees what's going on. And that's for me just posting the number up there. And it's updated every week. And we circle it when it's good. And when it's bad, we circle it in red and say, ouch or something, or, you know, you know, too high target is this, we were this. And I had a couple of weeks, folks, where I was in the forties, in the forties, because sales were down so bad at the beginning of December. And part of that is because the new variant Omicron is out there. The media is scaring people here in New York. People don't want to go out to eat. Um, and I was like, what do we do? You know? So we offered this amazing buy one, get one, buy one, get one, um, where it's buy one of anything on our menu. You get one of the same item on a takeout to go only. So buy one, get one on takeout. And I said, you can come every day to do it. You can literally get soup one day, come back the next day, get a burger. Next day, come get a ribeye steak, come get a salmon the following day. And it's buy one, get one. It's forcing people to buy family meals, which are buying a lot more than just one dish and one free dish. So of course I'm taking a, a hit on that food cost, right? But now here's the situation. When you post this on Facebook, automatically my views skyrocketed. We went up like, oh my gosh, 80, 90% on our views like that within the first week of putting this promotion out there. So as a month rounds up, it's going to be these huge numbers of, of increased reach on Facebook. Increased reach, increased reach on Facebook also meant increased sales, increased revenue. So our revenue, uh, when we ran a report the other day, we were up now 20% as opposed to being down for the month. Right, twenty percent, almost twenty percent more in sales, is a big number, um, and that's going to help my labor costs, right? But again, it's my job to do the sales and the marketing and promote and get people in the door. It's my team's job to manage what they're doing, to be efficient. You know, you need you need good people, right? You need a good product, good people, good procedures, and the procedures, folks, are not only how you get the food to the table, but your procedures are also your marketing techniques. And um, so join me over on 50mistakes.com. There's lots and lots of marketing, cool marketing things over there for, for you doing your restaurant. There's so many amazing things you can do just to boost sales. And the name of the game, folks, people are going to say, well, why would I give something away? Why one get one? That's half down my food cost. People still have to eat, right? The name of the new book. People still have to eat. And if they're eating in, with your food, they're not eating anybody else's food. And that's a win right there. That is a total win. So if you're running a 20 to 25% food cost. You can afford to take one dish and do buy one, get one. So your food cost is 50%, right? Your labor is hopefully going to be 30%. So you're creating revenue. You're creating something in place of nothing. 
Now, if you're doing that all the time and that's your business model, <clears throat> then those numbers don't work. 25% food costs will not work for that because if you're giving stuff away, you need like a 10% food cost and then you can give things away. Ever wonder why you walk into a jewelry store and it's like, sale, 50% off. This was $400, now it's $200. <laughs> those are purposely inflated prices so they can keep running sales. And I, I don't want to say you need to do that in a restaurant, but you need to do that in a restaurant. You need to have where your margins are enough for you to do amazing promotions. All right. Your margins have to be enough. So you have room to do amazing promotions like buy one, get one free birthday dinner and give them something for their birthday that other restaurants aren't giving them. And just say, this is more a marketing expense. And I've already allotted for it in my food cost formulation. So that's it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 31 of In the Weeds. Again, go to 50mistakes.com. Tons of free stuff over there. Uh, resources and tools for you to run your restaurant more profitably. Thanks for tuning in. And until next episode.